All right, everybody, thank you so much for your comments and IG requests for me to deep dive into uh, certain companies. One of those companies that we're gonna review today is a grocery store that does $2,000 per square foot of revenue. To give you an idea, that's double what Whole Foods does and 4X what Walmart and Kroger's does. And that company is Trader Joe's. If you've ever gone to a Trader Joe's, you know it's a totally different experience and it's not all things to all people. Trader Joe's uh, started in 1967 out of California, really focusing on uh, health conscious uh, college students and then slowly expanded. Um, some of their differentiators and why I say that they're not all things to all people is one, 85% of their products are private label products uh, in their stores. So that allows them to help lower the cost because they're cutting out the middleman. The other thing they do is they keep the category small. So it's one or two products per category. They also really rapidly introduce new products because they do so many private labels. They introduce between 10 and 15 products per week. They also save a lot on marketing. If you notice, you never really see Trader Joe's ads, right? The way that they push out their message is really twofold. One, word of mouth. So if you've ever been to a Trader Joe's, you're usually a big fan and you tell a friend. But the second is they have a newsletter and that newsletter introduces all new products, a lot of funny and goofy themed products, and it gets their customer base pretty excited. They're really a customer centric company. If you've ever walked in, they're literally the, the, the friendliest staff you're ever gonna see. They've got all their own personal artwork on the walls. These stores are well lit. They're easy to walk and flow through and, and sort of self-help themselves. Their teammates is what they call them, wearing Hawaiian shirts. They greet you at the door. They greet you when you walk out, really focusing on the customer. If you have a problem, this is a great store to raise your hand and help, them, uh, help you find different products. They have a small footprint. So compared to the Walmarts of the world or Publix or whoever it might be, they're about 15,000 square feet and they're about 4,000 uh, SKUs in a store. That is a fraction of the mega box retailers and grocery stores. Um, they really focus on a unique demographic, heavy urban uh, type of shoppers, younger shoppers, uh, college educated shoppers. They have a very tiny footprint and what that allows them to do is really pass on some of that savings. So they don't have that big real estate overhead and, and what that does is that allows them to keep the prices extremely competitive for their shoppers. What they also do is what's called fast and fresh. They don't have sales, so when you go in there, you'll never see a sale. But what they do is they try to keep that SKU count low, the inventory fresh, they turn over that inventory rather quickly by cutting out the middleman. Number one, they can pass those savings on to you as I shared, but they also are able to introduce new products to keep up with seasonal trends uh, and whatnot. So that allows that uh, food to stay fresh, the products to stay fresh. Couple other interesting things that I found out. Uh, they've only had three CEOs since 1967. Really, really interesting. The other thing is if you go online, you know, with today's day and age of every company having to be an advocate for this or very political for that, they're not at all. They actually stay out of uh, a lot of that uh, noise. And I think uh, looking to today and, and moving forward, I think that actually helps them. 
um, in 2024 and beyond. The other thing that they do, um, they are just like Costco. They have loss leaders. So you know Costco as you know the dollar hot dog, right? And that's just to get people in the store and shopping. They have a lot of products, specifically bananas, that are super affordable. So if you ever need a banana, I think bananas are like 16 cents a piece. So they have loss leaders to get you shopping in the store so that you buy higher margin products. So another company that is obsessed with their clients is Amazon. And Amazon is growing their sports portfolio in a big way. Recently, they announced that they are buying a minority interest and will be the direct-to-consumer platform for Diamond Sports. Who's Diamond Sports? They're a regional sports network. They put on about 4,500 games a year. They support the NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, WNBA, and a whole bunch of other sports. The history of Diamond is simple. Uh, they are a spinoff of uh, Disney buying Fox uh, the Fox portfolio that they bought in 2019 in order to um, appease the regulatory body. They had to divest themselves of all these regional sports networks. They went, they sold it to Sinclair. Sinclair spun that business out. And then they did a direct con to consumer model. They also did a deal directly with Sinclair. And what happened was this. Diamond went, when they went direct, just like other media uh, companies, found that it's a hard business to make money, okay? That's first. The second is, as people started cutting the cords, Sinclair wanted to redo their deal. They ended up in a big nasty lawsuit and eventually uh, had to file for bankruptcy. So in steps Amazon, and this is to me a no-brainer for Amazon. The investment, as they're saying, is under $200 million. To give you an idea, Amazon spends about a billion dollars a year on NFL, and it's limited NFL games. Uh, all reports are that Amazon is very, very happy with their NFL deal. And one of the, the, the sort of the key indicators is this. They said their largest sign-up day in the history of the company was the night before their first NFL game. And if you think about Amazon, once you sign up for Prime, you're in that Prime system. So not only are you getting the ball game, but you're buying products online and so on and so forth. For this, I think it's a great no-brainer. Number one, from a consumer standpoint, I am a subscriber to the Diamond Network. Uh, the app is not very good. Uh, they have blackouts. It, it, it's just not a good user experience. And for Amazon, this is an easy business for them to roll up. It's not a lot of money. If they can sign up new consumers uh, for Prime, it's a no-brainer. This thing will pay for itself tenfold, and I think it's gonna pay for itself really, really quick. It also builds a bigger sports portfolio for them. Sports, as we know, is, is one of the few things that's still literally holding some cable packages together. Uh, it's another way to um, really, I think, help and, 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 and bring a great product to their clients. So this is, again, a company that's just obsessed, always thinking about their clients, always consumer, focus, outreach, so on and so forth. Okay, so you ask yourself, what's the impact on the sports teams after the Amazon and Diamond deal? Well, it's real simple. Number one, if you follow Major League Baseball, you know that this free agent uh, offseason has been frozen. And the big reason is, is because of the regional sports network. If you are a small to mid-sized market team, more than likely, you have a partnership with Diamond. The larger teams, Dodgers, Yankees, uh, Cubs, they have their own sports or regional sports network. Now that this has been settled, teams can forecast, they know what their payroll, what their revenue is going to be, so on and so forth. So um, my guess is that over the next few weeks, you'll see Major League Baseball um, and free agency heat up again. And the second thing is, uh, if you look at history, the last two years, Major League Baseball franchises have not sold. 
there was rumors that the Angels and the Marlins and the Brewers and a whole bunch of teams were on the market, but they couldn't sell because of this issue with the regional sports networks. If you're gonna buy a team, you wanna know where your revenue's coming, and if your revenue's coming from a company that's gonna go bankrupt, that's, that, that, that's not a good situation to be in. So now that I think it's settled, it's settled with um, a company like Amazon that has you know tons of money and tons of outreach. I think you're gonna see in the next year or two a bunch of Major League Baseball teams go up for sale and really get a premium on those prices. So thanks again for all your comments, DMs. Uh, any company you want me to look at or look into and do a deep dive, more than happy. We're always focusing on the customer and great customer experience. Uh, but I do have a small favor. Number one, if you can subscribe. Number two, if you can tell a friend about our podcast, it'd be, uh, it'd be great. And number three is keep listening and enjoy the show. DM me, any company you want me to take a look at uh, and have a great day. Take care.